Hello and welcome to Word on the Go. My name is Ben Sample from the Summer Madness team. This week we will be looking at the way God works and today we're focusing on communication and the way God speaks to his people and reveals himself to us. Let's get into it. The Bible is filled with stories describing how Yahweh employs miraculous means to communicate with his people and restore their hope in his name. From Moses in the burning bush to Samson's incredible strength, to Daniel in the lion's den, we read how time after time, God demonstrates a supernatural power to reveal himself to the nation of Israel. It is perhaps inevitable then, when we read the scriptures, we hope and expect for God to move in this manner with us and to be somewhat disappointed when he chooses not to. In the past, I have been so desperate to see God move like he does in those stories. To experience a miracle that would take away all of my fear and all of my doubts and allow me to see with my own eyes the otherworldly power of God. I have sung hymns at the walls of my living room for 30 minutes straight, waiting for them to fall down. I have ruined a perfectly good North Face fleece by leaving it outside in the rain, waiting for a sign. And I cannot count the amount of times I have prayed for an angel to appear to me and tell me exactly what God wants me to do, as Gabriel did for Mary. But a few years ago, I read a short meditation by Charles Spurgeon that opened up my mind to the ways in which God could be speaking to me and to all of us. Ways that many of us might remain ignorant to when we focus solely on the miraculous and supernatural examples. He writes, God employs his people to encourage one another. He did not say to an angel, Gabriel, my servant Josh is about to lead my people into Canaan. Go encourage him. You see, God never works needless miracles. If his purposes can be accomplished by ordinary means, he will not use miraculous agency. Gabriel would not have been half so well fitted for the work as Moses. Incredibly, a brother's sympathy is more precious than an angel's advice. The angel, though swift of wing, had better known the master's bidding than the people's temper. An angel had never experienced the hardness of the road, nor had he led the stiff-necked multitude in the wilderness as Moses had done. We should be glad that God usually works for man by man. It forms a bond of brotherhood and being mutually dependent on one another we are fused more completely into one family. Therefore, labour to help others, especially strive to encourage them. Leave the young believer to discover the roughness of the road by degrees, but tell him of the strength which dwells in God, of the sureness of the promise, and of the charms of communion with Christ. Aim to comfort the sorrowful and to animate the desponding. Speak a word in season to him who is weary and encourage those who are fearful to go on their way with gladness. God encourages you by his promises. Christ encourages you as he points to the heaven he has won for you. And the Spirit encourages you as he works in you to do of his own will and pleasure. So here is the truth of the matter. Most of the time, God isn't going to bring the walls of your living room down around you or split the English channel when you stand on the beach. 
He will use the people who are already in your life to speak to you. Not only this, but he wants to use you to build up the people he has put around you. Once we become aware of this, not only are we more likely to hear God's voice in our own lives, but we open ourselves to speaking God's word into the lives of others whom we love and to encourage them as they too seek to hear God's voice and experience his goodness. From the highest of high to the depths of the sea Creations revealing your majesty From the colors of fall to the fragrance of spring Every creature unique and a soul that it
And you love us the same 